Welcome to the Wellspring Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this Sunday's service. Well, it's good to be at church with you today. We've actually, I don't necessarily call it a a series, but we have been kind of sitting in a certain vein the last couple of weeks. And um, I believe that the Lord's doing something really specific in his body right now. And I believe that he is refining us. I believe that he wants your heart. I want you to say this, say, he wants my heart. Awesome. Um, he does. He, he doesn't actually want, um, like, coming to church and being part of the body is awesome. Would you agree? Um, church attendance alone is not the goal. Um, it's, it's not what makes us spiritual. It's not. Um, I believe, like, I, I love the body and I love gathering. I do. Um, but I believe that there is something... Um, that the Lord is doing in us that he wants to reveal to us. And I believe it looks like walking with him 24-7. I believe it looks like hearing from him all the time, being aware of him all the time. How many of you would agree that if you were aware of God with you all the time, like we, we know God's with us all the time, but if you knew that he was like with you and for you and moving in you all the time, your life might look different. Okay. Some of our mentality is, man, God's with me on Sunday morning, but I don't know what happens after that. But I believe the Lord wants to shift that if that is you, is he actually wants to teach you what it means to walk with him. And uh, and I want to say this. I'll ask another question. How many of you, you just you, you feel the presence of the Lord here as we're worshiping? You sense God. How many of you in the room? Half of you. Awesome. Most of you sense him. Let me tell you this. That's it's, it's not just because of this building. It's not because of an awesome worship team. They do help facilitate that. But I can tell you that the presence of the God, a presence of God is available to you and with you all the time. I believe that we just have to grow in awareness. We grow in awareness and we we learn to walk with him. We learn to encounter him and we learn to hear him. The Lord loves to speak to you and he speaks in various ways. He does. Holy, we're going to talk about a lot of today we're going to uh, talk about is our relationship with the Holy Spirit, which I believe is one of the most needed conversations and and talks in the body today is um, it is. I, and I was reading this last night um, is that I'm going to read the verse, but one of the ways that you could actually define the role of or, or the person of the Holy Spirit is that he is the redeemer of the curse. Jesus came and redeemed the curse. He broke the curse. But I believe the Holy Spirit is coming and he's actually um, walking that out in us. He's actually causing us to fully step into redemption, to fully step into who we really are. And so um, one of the things over the last couple weeks that we've done is we talked about really exposing a religious spirit. And uh, how many of you enjoyed that? Um, Last week, I kind of... um, so you say I A B'd some things. I said, this is 
in a, with a religious spirit, this is what this looks like in dependency on the father. This is what that this looks like. Um, we actually um, I got some feedback from some people that said, hey, I tried to take notes and I just couldn't keep up. And, uh, and that's not on you. It's probably me just talking really fast. And so uh, we do actually have those printed out some notes in the four year. So if you um, are interested in that, you can grab those. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a little, like, um, there's something there in that clap, like, oh, about, thanks. And so, in my defense, you can go back on Facebook and watch, okay? Um, I love you guys. Um, last week, I ended by saying that, um, oh, before I say that, let me say this, is that we, we really defined a, a religious spirit, and, and at the end of the day, I believe this is what it is. It's anything that draws us out of dependency on the Father. Anything that draws us out of dependence and our need for Him, where we can do it, and we've got this, and Lord, like, watch what we can do. Now, we do get to—we don't do for God, we do with God. Um— He's, he's not, we are, we are not trying to win his approval. We actually have his approval and out of him approving of who we are as sons and daughters, we get to live life to the fullest and we get to represent him in the earth, be an expression of him in the earth. So it's not, not us trying to get to God and impress God I said this last week, the very moment that God thought you up, he was impressed by you. Okay. Um, there's nothing that he makes that's not impressive. And so for some of us, we just need to find out who that is and how to walk in it. You good? So we, we talked about that the religious spirit, what it does is it really brings us to this place where we're not dependent on the Father. It actually pulls us out of relationship with him. And so last week I ended with a statement that says that dependency looks like life in the spirit. And I wanted to talk about today, what does life in the spirit look like? Okay, so y'all ready? Can we talk about that? Um, so dependency is focused on the presence of Jesus and his leadership. You know, Jesus, last week, one of the scriptures we read was in John chapter five. And Jesus said this in John chapter five, he, his response to religious leaders coming and saying like, well, why would you heal a man on the Sabbath? You know, and it was just crazy. It's like Jesus said this. He said, my father's always working. And he said, and what I do is I just I just see what he's doing and I do that. That's pretty simple, right? And I believe that life becomes that simple when we realize that what the Lord's asking of us is to be connected with him. He's, he's asking first and foremost that you would come and that you would have that you would seek me, that you would know me, that you would be in my presence and that out of that place, everything else will flow. Right. And so Jesus's response to um, to religion and what we know is maybe I also like to define um, religious spirit as something that has a form, but it doesn't have the it has a form of godliness, but it doesn't have the power to transform your life. Everything about Jesus is transformational. When he comes and he's revealed, we actually become like him. We are actually being transformed into his very image. All right. So talking about our life in the spirit, what we, we have to know that 
the Spirit of God, God, God sent the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm sent, before he left his disciples, he said, I'm sending you a helper and an and encourager. I'm sending you um, my Holy Spirit that will come and let you know what is to come. And it says that he'll lead you into all truth. Okay? And if that is true, then I believe that us, that, that the most important relationship in our life is our relationship with Holy Spirit. Learning to hear him. And Holy, the Holy Spirit is a person, is, is part of the, the, the Godhead, right? The, the Trinity. And so let me, let me read this to you um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. If you have Bibles or phones with Bibles in them, that's how I like to do it. Um, I feel like I'm different that way. I feel like I hear some preachers and they're really cool. And they're like, I like the pages. I like to hear that. I like to touch. And I'm like, I don't know. I just like, I like the screen. I don't know. I'm weird like that. But let's read. If we got it on the screens, it says, but God now unveils these profound realities to us by the spirit. Yes, he has revealed to us his inmost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit. Think about that. It's through his Holy Spirit that he is um, revealing his inmost heart and deepest mysteries. Can we let that sink in? Is that God is actually wanting to share with you his inmost heart and his deepest mysteries. How many of you would like to know those things? Yeah. And then it goes on to say, who constantly explores all things. Let's keep going. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? So it is with, so it is with God. His thoughts and secrets are only fully understood by his spirit, the spirit of God. For we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. Let's hold right there for a second. So he's saying this is that the spirit of God knows the mind of God. It knows the, the intent of God. It knows his heart. And the spirit of God, as we begin to build relationship, he's coming and saying, hey, this is what's on the father's heart. I'm here to tell you what's on the Father's heart. I'm here to tell you His heart for you. I'm here to reveal Jesus to you. I'm here, I'm here to reveal the mystery of Christ to you. I'm here to reveal to you, like when you're going through that thing and you don't understand and you're questioning everything about yourself, and it's the Spirit of God that comes and says, hey, this is God's heart for you. This is what He says about that. This is, what he, this is how His redemptive hand is at work in your life. He's revealing it to you, right? And, uh, and then it says that, so that we might come to, oh, go back yeah, right there, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. So he, Holy Spirit is saying, I want to actually show you what your inheritance is. We read in Ephesians that we are actually heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ Jesus. And a lot of times we don't even know what's ours. But Holy Spirit is coming and saying, I want to show you. When you feel like you don't measure up and you feel like you've just got to bow down to that thing and you feel like you don't have the authority or you don't have this Holy Spirit is coming saying, no, 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 this is who you are. 
This is who you are. This is actually, you, you don't think that you're worthy of joy, but I've come to tell you that joy is your inheritance, that it's already yours. You don't feel like that you could ever have peace in your life because of your situation. But Holy Spirit comes and says, His peace is your inheritance. It's part of it. It's already yours. It's already yours, right? So He's coming. The forgiveness the goodness of God, the confidence to know that surely I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. The Holy Spirit is coming saying, this is truth. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm doing. I believe that it is us learn. The Holy Spirit is teaching us to have God's thoughts. I heard one person say, I don't have time to think anything about me that God doesn't think about me. Don't have time for it. So what does that mean? I've got, I have to be very intentional about that. I think if we were to look at our day and think about all the thoughts we think about ourselves, we might not want to show anybody. And so what happens in our lives is as we are becoming aware that the Spirit of God is always with us. He's always with us. He's always there in every situation when you're like, I'm not sure. Can I, let's just be real practical. All right? I, as a parent, there's times where I just don't know how to handle my kids. I can just be real. Like there's times where it's like, I don't know. There's times in my marriage where I'm just like, I don't really know how to respond. And you feel a little like, oh, like I feel like there's not a good option. And I know for me, there's times where it's like, why isn't my go to to just say, Holy Spirit, you care more than I could ever imagine. What are you, what, what is the father saying? What, what are you saying? What's on the mind of God right now for this? What's on the mind of God for my children? What's on the mind of God for my wife, for the people around me? It's because right now, I'm, if I respond the way I really feel like responding, I know it's not going to be good, but how do you feel? Because Jesus, I know you're kind and I know you're gentle and I know you're faithful and I know you're good. And, and so just to be real, like I, I, for me, I'm learning to walk in that. I believe for all of us, that's what we're learning to walk in. It's not that you're learning how to do the ABCs of being a better Christian. I heard one person say, God is not trying to teach us how to be a Christian. He's trying to teach us how to be himself. Meaning this, he's trying to teach you how to have his nature, his goodness, his kindness. And so for us, knowing Holy Spirit's with us and to be able to say, hey, in every moment when I feel like I'm about to beat my kid, I'm like, Holy Spirit, is it a yes? <laughs> um, but it might be that, the, but the Spirit of God might say, hey, they actually just, they, they need to just be held. They need to be held right now. I know they're acting out, but they just need to be held because this is what's happening in their heart. And the times that I feel like I've done that with my kids where I've stepped back and everything inside of me is like, I'm just angry at you right now because you just did something. Oh, why would you do that? Ah, you know, and where I've said where I've just taken a deep breath and said, OK, God, what's going on in their hearts? And God's faithful to show he is. How would that change all of our relationships? Is if when somebody says something and you're like, oh, I could slap the fire out of you right now. And instead you said, Holy Spirit, what's going on in their heart? What's happening in them? What's your heart for them right now? What is it that they need to hear? Because obviously they don't have your heart right now. So how can I impart your heart to them right now? And that's the life he wants us to live. And look, 
Look, you might be like, well, I just don't know how to take care of my money. Financially, I, I'm just a mess. I don't know. I've done... Uh, I've done this. I've tried this program, that program, and, and there's lots of good stuff out there. You should do all of that. Okay. Dave Ramsey is awesome. You really, I'm not like, I'm serious. You should do that. But there's these moments where in your life where you have to become dependent on him, not just dependent, but know that he is good to you. When you know that like he actually, He's not sitting back saying like, well, I'm just going to see if they're going to do the right thing. And then if they don't do the right thing, I'm going to slap them upside the head. Like Holy Spirit is not hiding in the bush outside waiting to jump out and slap you for when you did something wrong. He's not doing that. Yeah, thank goodness. Thank you, Wayne. He is he is your he the Jesus said he is your helper. And so the one that is your helper actually knows that the the Lord's heart knows the father's heart. That's good to you knows his way. He's thinking he knows everything. He's got provision and he's got ideas and he, he knows. And so he's, he's like, I want to come alongside of you. Will you invite me though? Will you ask me? It's so interesting because God is, he, he is not like forcing himself on anyone, but there is such a grand invitation from him. There's an invitation. He's always inviting us. He always has invited. He's always wanted covenant. He's always wanted a relationship. And so, I don't know where we're at in the scripture, but let me find it. All right. So, let me read this again. For we did not receive the spirit of this world system, but the spirit of God. Meaning this, is that our lives should probably, the way that we handle things, should actually look a little different than the world system. There's a better way. I mean, there's lots of good ways to do things. There's some bad ways to do things. But then there's God's way. And it's, it trumps it all, right? And so, that's what he wants to lead us into. So... Why have you received the Spirit of God? So a couple things. One, we see here, the Spirit of God is received. All right, you see that? For we did not receive the Spirit of this world system, but we did receive the Spirit of God. So you have received the Spirit of God. That means you have to <clears throat> receive. Receiving is it's one of the easiest things, but can be one of the hardest things for people. And so I believe the Lord wants you to know that you, you can have good things, not because of your goodness, but because of Jesus. Okay. And so you learn to receive. Okay. So I don't have to do anything other than just say yes to Holy Spirit. That is absolutely correct. It, it, he is surrendered to. He is, I, I surrender. Here I am. You can have me. I don't have it figured out. So here I am. I need you. I want you. I, I need you as my helper. I need you to lead me into all truth. And we invite him, we receive him. So why? It says, so that, say so that, we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. So again, the Spirit of God is showing you all the grace, all the things that the Lord has lavished upon you because he loves you and because he wants you. All right, let's keep going. 13. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the Spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. We join together Spirit-revealed truths with Spirit-revealed words. Let's keep on going. 
Someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelations of God's spirit, for they make no sense to him. He can't understand the revelations of the spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. And this is what Paul is talking about here is he is saying that um, there is, as, as we receive the spirit of God, you, there are actually things that the Lord wants to reveal to you and do in you that if you aren't actually fully submitted to the spirit of God and saying yes to him, that you'll actually, you could actually become um, opposed and critical and critical of the things of God because you're not actually come to this place where you've received and are submitted to the spirit of God. Um, I want to say this, and then we'll jump back into that, is, you know, in the, the book of Corinthians, when you look at chapter one, one of the things that was happening in the Corinthian church is that there were these divisions in the church. Some of the people were saying, you know what, I follow Paul. And some people were saying, I follow this guy, Apollos, because he's like an awesome preacher and he uh, he's, he's the man. So I do that. Then another, they say, well, I, I'm, I follow Peter. And some will say, well, I follow Christ. And Paul basically is saying this. He's saying, some of you are finding your confidence in a man. You're finding your confidence in a man. Your extent of what you know about the Lord and the depth you have with him is based on someone else's relationship. And he was saying, he was saying this, this lean into Christ. That's who you belong to. He said, Paul didn't go get crucified for you. That was Jesus. And, and I, I want to speak to this for a second, even like as your pastor, I love you and I love teaching you and I love and, and I, I'll tell you this is every week. I want my goal is that I come and not just bring a, a good message, but I bring the message what the Lord is on the Lord's heart. And but I believe a right message should actually drive you to the secret place with the Lord and say, Lord, there's some things that need to happen in me. There's some questions that I have. I need you to do this in me. And I will never be your source. Will never. I love pointing you to Jesus, but the Holy Spirit, Jesus, your relationship with him, that is the source of your life. And I think a lot of times in our life and even what happens with us in the church world is we go to a church and we're like, oh, I'm just not I can't receive from this preacher. And, and then we begin to turn and say, well, my, my relationship with God is just in shambles because of the church. And because the preacher, can we just be real? Like, I'm not saying that's everybody, but look, I've had plenty of conversations and I was there at a time. Okay. And I believe like, again, I believe in the church. We, we are, we have a beautiful family here. I believe in leadership of the church. And I believe that in the fivefold ministry that the, the, that the Lord gives those as gifts to the body to equip the body. I believe that. And I believe in the gifts of the Spirit, but I believe that the Holy Spirit is our source. He is, is that there's nothing that can replace that in your life. There's nothing that can replace Him. The people around you, they can be a great encouragement to you. The people here can be great encouragement. We can, we can feel God's heart for you, but that alone, just relationship with others, the horizontal relationships are not enough. I believe we have to get the relationship right with Him. It's got to be with him. And so even as speaking into this life in the spirit is that there is what an opportunity that you personally get to know the mysteries of God through relationship with the spirit of God. 
That's a big deal. So if you haven't been experiencing that in your life, I want to encourage you. Just receive the Spirit of God. Begin to have a conversation. Talk with Him. The person say, hey, I want to know you. I want to know what it's like to walk with you. Come and fill my life. Come and lead my life. I surrender fully to you. Lord, you're good. All you do is good. Every good gift comes from you. Right? And so I'm setting my heart to receive all that you have for me. I need to know. You know, um, I'll say this again. I'm not like, I'm not even picking on myself. Um, I feel like that sometimes. But I'm saying like, there might be things that you need, like things that you're like, I don't understand this and I don't get this. And you might be like, oh, I need to go ask Pastor John. And I'll just be honest. There might be times where I don't have the answer. Okay. But I think it's, it's a much better thing for you to go straight to the source. Straight to the source. And then if you feel like, hey, will you confirm this, what the Spirit of God said to me, what I believe God's saying? Can we talk about this? Yeah, let's talk about that. But when we have a conversation, I'll, I'll tell you this. Probably the first thing I'll ask you is, what is the Lord speaking to you? What is He speaking? Hey, could we turn the air down a little bit? It's a little hot. I don't know if y'all are hot, but I'm hot. So, And I got the microphone, so... Y'all good? I'm telling you, life, so I, the Spirit of God knows the inmost heart of God and the mysteries of God, and He desires to reveal them to us. That's good news. It's good news. Um, let me say this too. How many of you have ever, and it's okay if, if you're like, I don't want to raise my hand, but I guarantee you there's plenty of people who will raise their hand. Um, how many of you have ever felt like you've struggled to hear God's voice? Okay, awesome. With that being said, in a couple weeks, on a Sunday night, we're starting a four-week hearing from God class. Okay? Um, yeah. And uh, it's going to be awesome. And if that's you and you say, hey, listen, I struggle, or you're just saying, hey, I, I want to sharpen that tool, Come. If you've come before, come again. And what we learn is how the different ways that God speaks, how we hear it from God for ourselves, for others, and the world around us. And we've done this twice so far, and it really is it's one of my favorite things that we do. And um, there's nothing that makes someone feel connected to the Lord like the word of the Lord, like feeling known by God. Right. And um, and so hearing from God, um, let me go here. This is in Galatians, chapter three, verse one. If you could put it up for me. Hey, can you guys give Justin a hand in the back? He changes these screens and he's awesome. And uh, well, and we got Andrew on sound back there and all the volunteers. They're awesome. Just give him a hand. Um, all right. Galatians chapter three, starting in verse one. Um, yeah, it says, what happened to you foolish Galatians? This is Paul talking to the Galatian church. He says, who has put you under an evil spell? Did God not open your eyes to see the meaning of Jesus' crucifixion? Was he not revealed to you as the crucified one? So answer me this. Did the Holy Spirit come to you as a reward for keeping Jewish laws? No, you received him as a gift because you believed in the Messiah. 
So again, we received him as a gift, okay? It says it there another time. And then it goes on to say, Your new life began when the Holy Spirit gave you a new birth. Why then would you so foolishly turn from living in the Spirit by trying to finish by your own works? Have you endured so many trials and persecutions for nothing? Let me ask you again, what does the lavish supply of the Holy Spirit in your life and the miracles of God's tremendous power have to do with you keeping religious laws? The Holy Spirit is poured out upon us through the revelation and power of faith. That's good. I could have just read that and that would have preached the message is that is I believe that we um, he Paul says like this. He says, why starting out in the spirit did you end up in the flesh? Why'd you end up there? Wasn't it so much better over here where you were hearing the heart of God? Wasn't it so much better when you were simply walking with him and he was showing you every day how to walk and how to talk and how to be? And then you trade that for feeling like you've got to just do a bunch of rules. I'm not like, uh, I'm not, uh, as growing up, I was not the kid who was going to like buck against the system. Okay. I, I was a rule follower. Um, I, I grew up, I never got a detention or suspended in high school. It was just, I was just one of those kids. I, I was, I'm pretty sure my parents put the fear of God in me and you know, I was probably more just scared of like, I don't want to, you know, my parents were awesome. I'm not saying they, they beat me. I'm just saying they instilled a heart to do the right thing. Okay. I'll say it like that. All right. It's much better. Um, they, they, they did, they instilled a heart to do the right thing. And, um, and so I just to be honest, it's like I've, I grew up being somebody who's like, I just I, I had a heart to know what the right thing was. And the older I've gotten, I've realized this is not always the things that are, have become just the, the standard by which we do things are actually the way that God does things. OK, and so I, I love I love rules, but I've learned to actually also say, Lord, is this your rule? Is this actually what you want and what you desire? And I, there is something liberating in life about whenever we begin to step out of just tradition. And I've done it this way because it's just the right thing to do. I've always done it like this. And, and, and I believe we have a, a heart that says, Lord, I want what's right, but I'm offering this before you to say, is this your heart? Or is there a better way? Or like, there, there have been multiple things for me over the years where I've had to go to God, things that I knew were right, but I had lost my sense of, like, where are you in this, Lord? You know, there was a part in my life whenever I, I, I began to question, okay, like, Lord, tithes and offerings and giving, like, why? Why do I do that? Like, I know all the scriptures, like, I can, but I need your heart. I need your heart. And when the Lord began to say, John, I'm generous so you can be generous. And I said, okay, I'm good with it. I know it's your heart, right? And then communion, right? These are like, these are things that if you've been in church, like they are sacred. They are, they are part of what we do. But I had to bring that before the Lord. I know people who they have completely, because they didn't actually seek out the heart of God with those things, they just said, well, those things are just rules and religion and the church just wants that. And instead of seeking the Lord, they became offended with the church and they leave. And it becomes, well, it's all rules. I'm saying there are actually some things that are God ordained and established, but we just need his heart. 
And guess what? Without knowing him, they are just rules and traditions. You know, the, the Sabbath, God created the Sabbath for man for a place to rest, right? It's a time of resting. And so, but for the religious leaders, when we see in Jesus' day where they're so mad that a man was healed and carrying a mat on the Sabbath, is they just, they had the rule, but they missed God's heart. They had something that was actually made by the Lord. It was, it was his heart, but they just, they missed it. It became just a form for them. Right? And, and I, I would encourage you, is the places in your life that you're unsure about, the places that have to do with your walk with the Lord and to do with church and what we know is a gathering, you may just need to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I just, I have to be honest, I don't have your heart in this and I need your heart. And I think we should all be there. I think that if for you, you're like, I don't understand the format of worship and I don't understand when we sing the same thing over and over again. I don't, Lord, I don't understand this. This isn't. And for some of you, I would just encourage you, go get the Lord's heart. Ask him. He, he's not going to withhold from you. The spirit of God leads you into all truth. So earlier I was saying communion, you know, I remember for me is I, I came to this place where I just said, oh, Lord, I've taken communion almost my whole life and it has just become in tradition for me. I said, but I know this is more than that and I need your heart. And I began to seek him. And now it's become one of the most beautiful things in my life where I realized it was about relationship with him. It was about remembering him. It was about inviting him into my past, present, and future. It was something that was deep. It wasn't something that was just like, I'm, uh, I'm just doing this because it, it's, a, it's a box checked, you know? And, um, and I believe that should be every part of our lives is I don't want us. It would be easy for us to come every week and even really good things for us to simply make them tradition. And it just and for us to slowly come into, well, I have a form of something, but it's lost its flavor. It's lo I've lost my sense of wonder with God. I've lost that sense of knowing the mystery and the deep things in him. I never want to lose my hunger for him. I never want to lose my desire for more of him. And that's what constant relationship with the spirit of God and growing with him looks like is he's actually he 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 keeps the he keeps the flame of love going. That's what he does. When it could become easily just become a thing we do, he says I'm going to make it life to you. And just when you thought you understood all of that thing, just when you, you thought you understood all of what communion is, I'm about to show you a whole nother side that's going to cause you to come into a deeper place in me. Just when you thought you had worship down and you knew how to get your praise on and how to, you, you're like, I got that new dance move and I'm good. And the Lord's like, I'm about to show you something about it that's going to rock your world because I'm going to show you another part of my face and it's going to capture your heart and it's going to capture your attention. And that's what the spirit of God leads us into. It is. It takes what um, many people think, well, that's just boring and there's nothing there. It's because you don't know the spirit of God. You don't know him like I know him. You just stop seeking. You let it become familiar to you. You let it just become tradition to you. But it's not. It's not. It's so much better. That's why the, the Bible says the word of God is alive and it's active. It's not just an old book. It is alive.
And you're not just meant, it's not even the word of God, the Bible is not meant to just be read. You just trying to figure out God is actually inviting the spirit of God to say, I want you to lead me into all truth. I believe, show me what, show me what you meant right here. Show me what you were saying. I've, I've met lots of people and had conversations where they knew the word of God, but they did not know the one who wrote it. They did not know his heart. And it's so much better with him. And I believe today is it doesn't matter if you've said, I have zero relationship with the spirit of God or you are a veteran. There's more. There's more. There's more dependency. There's more surrender. There's more. Until until we are face to face with him, we have not graduated. We have not got it all together. There's more. And there is the mystery of his goodness and his kindness that we get to seek out and that we get to pursue with our lives. And so today I want to, I want to say it like this is maybe for some of you, you can remember a time where you're like, I was in relationship with the spirit of God, but like the Galatians, I've ended up in the flesh where I've just been doing, I've just been kind of going through the motions, doing my thing. I've lost that tender place in my heart that when I step into the Lord's presence, where where I used to just cry because it was so good, now I just stand with my hands in my pockets and I hope for something to happen. And I believe that the Spirit of God is wooing us today. and He's saying, there's an invitation. There's an invitation, but it goes both ways. Will you invite me in? Will you let me lead you with your family? Will you let me lead you with your heart? Will you let me lead your heart? The things that you don't understand, the places in your mind where you've thought, look, there are places that you, things that you think consistently and what is your perception of life, but it is not the Lord's perception. And the Holy Spirit is saying, I want you to invite me in so I can give you God's thoughts. So I can give you a new perception. Corinthians, what we were in earlier, it ends with this. Those who live in the spirit are able to carefully evaluate all things and they are subject um, to the scrutiny of no one but God. For whoever has intimately known the mind of the Lord Yahweh well enough to become his counselor, Christ has and we we possess Christ's perceptions or Christ's mind. Meaning this, because we have the spirit of God, the spirit of Christ inside of us, we actually have his thoughts. Can we stand this morning? I just, I know this is we are in a moment and we are in, in, in a time where I believe what the Lord is doing in this season is he has invited us to give us, give him our whole heart, everything we have. I've said this over the last two weeks. I'm wrapping up. Okay. That's why I had you stand. Um, the book of Malachi. It was a it was a prophetic word to. It was written to the Levites. It was written to the people of God, and it was this word where the Lord is saying, "You have." You have a form. You've been doing all the things 
not even well, but you've been doing the things that look right, the things that you, you know you're supposed to do, but it, he's saying it's not in your heart. It's not in your heart. You haven't given me your heart. And there's language in Malachi where he says, there's a time coming where I'm going to be your God and you're going to be my people. And then he says this is, is, is speaking of Jesus. It says when he comes, he's coming like the refiner's fire. He's coming because he wants to purify. He wants to make you pure like silver and pure like gold. He's purifying you. And I believe it's what he's doing in his body right now, where he's saying all the things that you've just been doing, all the things where you've just been going through the motions. He says, I'm calling you to a place where it's no longer looks like that, but I'm calling you to a place where you are very sure that you are his and he is yours. Where you're not wondering, you're not trying to figure out you have in it, but it comes from this place of surrender to him. You know what the Lord looked for in Malachi? He was saying, I wish you would determine in your heart that you would resolve to honor me. Meaning this, he said, I wish you would resolve that you would give me my place that I'm supposed to have in your life. That I would be your Lord, that I would be your everything. That you, your Lord wouldn't be a set of rules. That your Lord wouldn't be a speed, traditions, but that your Lord would be a living God that is breathing and speaking and declaring life to your very soul. Amen. So today, I want us just to lift our hands to heaven together. If the spirit of God is received and there is no limit to the spirit of God, I believe everyone's cry in the room should be, Lord, more, more. So, Lord, today we say we, we, one, we repent for living apart from you. We, we repent, Lord, for simply giving ourselves to a form, but denying the power that could really change us and make us who you've called us to be. Lord, we repent for our, trans, uh, for our um, traditions that have been simply works absent of you. And today we say, Spirit of God, we need you and we receive you. We surrender completely to you. And today we say more. We want more of you. We want to know your voice. We want to know the mind of God. We want to know the thoughts. We want to know his ways. Today, God, we say that we know your ways are better than our ways. Your thoughts are better. And we thank you that not only are we inviting you in, but you have invited us in. And so we just give a big yes today. We say yes. Yeah, tell them today. Say yes. We say yes, Lord. We say yes. Come and have your way. Come and have your way. Holy Spirit, we love you. Thank you for leading us to Jesus. Thank you for giving us the mind of Christ. Thank you for never ceasing to speak to us. Thank you for being patient with us. Thank you for not being angry. Thank you that you aren't pushing us away. Thank you that you aren't, you aren't holding a grudge. I thank you that you're not offended, but you just desire to be with us. You desire to speak. I thank you that you're always speaking. I thank you that today you're liberating those who have been bound by shame and who have been bound by rules, who have been bound by tradition. I thank you that you are liberating them into a life that is full of you. 
that's full of your spirit, that's full of breath and full of life. We just, I just thank you for it now. I thank you, Lord, that you're touching bodies in the room, that you're touching minds, that you're touching emotions. We just thank you for it. Thank you that you are not absent, but that you are present. You are ever present. Always here. So we just rest in you today. I thank you, Spirit of God, that you are giving us your heart for one another in the room. One of the things I felt like today that the Lord wanted to do was he wanted to heal offenses towards other people. And I believe that the Spirit of God wants to lead you in that. Some of you, you've been offended with family. You've been offended with a spouse. You've been offended with a friend, maybe even someone in the room. And I believe today the Lord wants to heal the offense. In the kingdom, the offended and the offender are forgiven. It doesn't always make sense, but Jesus is that good. And so, Lord, I thank you that you are breaking through all the arguments, all the pain, and that you are letting your love penetrate our hearts and our minds today, that we could see things the way you see things, that we could see people the way you see people. If you have offense towards people in your life, I want you to begin to present that before the Lord. If, there, if you have hurt with people, even someone in the room, I just want you to begin to ask the Lord, Lord, how do you see it? What are your thoughts? I believe today there's marriages in here that the Lord wants to heal because he wants the, the issue has not been that the other person just needs to change and do better. The issue has been that neither person has had the heart of the Lord for one another. And today the Lord wants to give you his heart for your spouse. And so I just encourage you right now to invite the Spirit of God into your marriage. Say, Holy Spirit, what's the Father's heart for my spouse, for my wife, for my husband? So Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for healing in relationships today. Thank you for restoring and redeeming relationships. I thank you that everything that's been hidden in the dark that the enemies tried to um, that he's tried to distort and he's tried to bring division. I thank you today, Holy Spirit. We give you access and we just say, come and have your way. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Today we're going to have our prayer team here at the altar, just like we do every week. And if you say, hey, I want someone to pray for me. Say, hey, I, I want someone to uh, agree with me that I, I want to learn how to surrender to Holy Spirit. I want to learn to hear His voice come up. If you say, hey, I've, I've, I've just been living by tradition and had a form, but I haven't known the power of God, we would love to pray with you. We'd love to, we'd love to speak the life of God over you. But let's go today and let's say yes to Holy Spirit, let's receive him. Let's give a big invitation to say, here I am. I'm all yours. Amen. Don't forget Wednesday night. We have prayer here in the sanctuary. It's been such a good time. We have communion in the back. If you'd like to join in with that, it's through either side, double doors. Amen. Love you guys. Go have an amazing day.
Thank you for tuning in to our Sermon of the Week. For more information, please visit us at thewellspringchurch.org.